On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got another chance to chat with Izzy over at Portless. Oh, we had such a good conversation all around how to choose a 3PL, what questions to ask when you're choosing a 3PL. Honestly, all three of them, I was like, oh, I would have never thought to ask those questions before. So if you're thinking about your fulfillment in particular, even if you're self-fulfilling, I think that this is a really good conversation for you to listen to how Izzy thinks about this. Also, guys, Portless is just the game changer when it comes to 3PL fulfillment. I cannot say enough good things about those guys over there and what they're doing for the industry. It's phenomenal. You do not want to miss this one. But hey, guys, we all know how daunting it can be to rely on past inventory projections, especially when it comes to getting the exact right amount of inventory in time for the holiday season. I'm sure lots of you guys are there right now. Well, I actually have an exciting solution to share with you today. Introducing my buddies over at Portless. It's a logistics company that is legitimately changing the game for D2C businesses. By shipping your products directly from China straight to your customers with a fully domestic shopping experience, including custom packaging and local tracking numbers, which is the biggest thing here. They're actually able to keep you in stock all throughout the holiday season and hopefully actually with less inventory on hand, which we all know will help us with our cash issues. Uh, with Q4 right around the corner, it is absolutely crucial to prepare for this holiday ramp up and secure your inventory. Do not let the risks of overstock or stockouts or having your cash flow tied up in inventory hold you back. Portless has revolutionized the way the brands move inventory. Say goodbye to the days of ordering inventory way in advance like I still do. <laughs> uh, you have access to factory MOQs and you can replenish fast-moving products super, super fast, generally sometimes within three to five days, allowing you to capitalize on the demand and then eliminate product wastage. Gone are the days of long shipping times that come with traditional cargo shipping. Remember what it was like during 2020 with cargo shipping? First of all, there were so many delays. And second of all, the price went from $2,000 a container to like $20,000 a container. It was absolutely insane. With Portless, your inventory is ready for sale within two to four days of being manufactured. That's crazy. The shipping within China is so ridiculously fast and cheap to actually get you to Portless which is incredible. That means no more waiting 45 to 60 days for your products to actually arrive, right? Portless understands the importance of being nimble and cash positive in the world of D2C and e-commerce. That's why they're here to make it easier for brands like you guys. And if you guys are agency owners as well, I would definitely let all of your brands know about this. They ship to over 55 countries from their fulfillment center in China. And your customers are still going to enjoy the domestic shipping experience within six to eight day shipping. And again, you know, their average is five days. I know they don't want me to say that, but that is their average. And last mile tracking numbers from trusted carriers like USPS and Canada Post. But here's the game changer. Not only is this premium experience not expensive, it's actually cheaper than your current fulfillment options. I, I have zero doubt about that. That's because cargo shipping often comes with a laundry list of extra fees that eat into your profits, right? Import duties, terminal handling charges, Oh, de-stuffing fees. Oh, I love that one. Portless is here to help you improve your gross margins by up to 40% by eliminating those fees and costs. If you're looking for a way to take control of your inventory and free up cash flow for this holiday season and moving into Q1, Portless is the answer. This is the answer for you guys. So down in the show notes, we are going to have a link for you to try Portless out. So go to the link and order a product, order it to your address somewhere here in North America. 
and see what happens. And again, for the, my Australia listeners as well, they do ship down there too. So try it out. It's an incredible experience and you can see how seamless it looks. Honestly, guys, we are thinking about moving all of our fulfillment over there because it is such a phenomenal experience and is changing our cash conversion cycle absolutely massively. So again, links down in the show notes. I'll probably be talking about these guys a lot <laughs> in the future. Anyway, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I'm joined by, Hi. I believe this is your second appearance. You Pretty soon we're going to do like the SNL thing and actually like give you a jacket when you've come on like five times or something. <laughs> yeah. You'll be part of that club, Izzy. I have like zero doubts about that. I am so excited. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to our conversation. So you guys know Izzy is from Portless. Absolutely love Portless. What an incredible solution out there. I feel like every time I post about how much I love Portless, either on Twitter or LinkedIn, I just get so much pushback of like, yeah, they're going to close those regulations soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is just something that that's just for now. I'm like, do you understand international yeah. politics? Do you know how hard it would be for every single country that they're shipping from in Portless to change their rules. Like, do you really think that that's going to happen? Maybe it'll happen. I don't know, Izzy. Maybe it'll happen. We weren't going to discuss this, but that is a big question I actually get. For people who don't know you, just tell us a bit about what you do exactly, okay. who you are, what you do, and why this conversation Perfect. is relevant. Because I think it's an interesting question people are asking. 100%. And I actually love talking about it. All right. So high level, I run Portless. We're a direct shipping company. What that means is in a typical supply chain, you might manufacture 10,000 t-shirts. You're going to put on a boat. When it's on the boat, it's dead inventory. You can't do anything. You can't sell it to your customer. You got money stuck and you're paying interest in that if it's uh, money that you borrow. It takes about 45, 60 days to get to let's say United States, you bring it over the border, you're paying import duties because you bought it in by bulk. Then you're going to go dry hodge. You're going to move it from the port to your facility. That costs money. Then you're going to inbound it and your US facility is US OPEX facility. It is expensive or 3PL. And then you're going to ship it to your customer and let's call it ground USPS, four to seven day shipping. That is typical supply chain, which has been around since the 1980s. Now, what we do is we say, hey, instead of taking the product and putting on a boat and then to your US facility, Bring it to us in Shenzhen. Bring it to us in Vietnam. Bring it to us in Thailand. What we'll do is we'll bring it from your factory to our facility. Most cases it takes about two days to move inventory to us. Then what we do is we have Shopify integrations, right? Within 30 minutes, you're integrated with our app. And you send us orders. We'll do the pick and pack. We put a USPS label on it. And then we put them on planes every single night. So we have spaces and cargo planes. And to the US, we have nine injection points. That means we have planes going every single day to Chicago, New York, LA, Arizona, Florida, and another four rejection point. And what happens is it lands and then it gets taken right to USPS facility. So we could deliver from Shenzhen to your customer 5.2 days on average in continental US. Your customer has no idea that you don't have nine distribution hubs in the United States. They get a USPS tracking number within 24 hours of the order. They see within two days that it got injected, it got scanned in LA, and it got delivered to the house in San Diego. They're like, oh, they're in LA. Or, oh, they're in New York. So your consumer, they can make two transactions. They can make a transaction with a company that doesn't use this model, and it can transact with a company that does use this model. They'll have delivery within the same day, give or take within 24 hours of each other, the same USPS driver, the same type of box and the same label on it, fully wow. local experience. The brand, what do they get? Better lead times, less inventory need because two days away from your factory. If you've seen great sales, you could ramp up production and capture Christmas demand on certain products. No import duties if you're value of goods is under $800 value to your customer. So apparel that goes high is 43% of import duty savings. There is no container costs, no triage. Our warehouse costs are cheaper. Our pick and pick is cheaper. And our shipping rates, if you are our ICP, customers that would like to service, apparel, cosmetics, jewelry, 
very cheap. Starts at four dollars and eighty-eight cent quarter for a quarter pound to the states, five dollars and ninety cents for half a pound. So, but you have shipping rates that good out there, please anybody, like anybody <laughs> within like the U.S. You'll be surprised. People have massive contracts. I mean, we're talking to some crazy companies, and they got really big contracts. But I would say your average DDC that's very competitive. I will say, get bulky. You're not going to like it. If you're large items, I encourage you 15, 20 bucks. Then we have customers that use us for cash flow, but we like customers that you're saving your cash flow, making your money on margins. And all of a sudden you can sell to 50 countries because we have the same model to UK, to Australia, to Canada, to Germany, to France, all local experiences. We do all the tax calculation and check it with our partner Zonos. So you don't have to worry about taxes, it's our iOS number and the customer's local experiences. And to Europe, it's under five days delivery, all local experience. Starting at $4.40. Canada? What are we looking at? You know, I'm a good Canadian kid here, so need to know about Canada. I know. As a Canadian, I'm so disappointed to say it's not as good as the other markets. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't expect it to be as good. I mean, Canada Post in general I know, just right? sucks. So. Just sucks. I mean, there, there's a thesis why it sucks. Canada Post by mandate must be profitable, right? USPS by mandate is not profitable. It actually loses money every year, but it spurs the economy. I did not know that. Is that the same for like for BDC too? Is that why they suck so much too? EDC, the, the, the government organization that lends money if you like harass them? So for Americans listening to this, we have some really interesting yeah. ways of going about things in this socialist society that we live in here. And they're called yeah. crown corporations. Yeah. And crown corporations yeah. are like, they're not so different than previous Soviet companies, where essentially they're these corps that are kind of owned by the government, but also have to be profitable. Like most of them have to be, like even like in BC, we have BC Ferries, it's Crown Corp. It's never been profitable, but they try. And so instead of it being like a public good, right, that we all are kind of paying into, it becomes this weird sort of like half company, half government entity. And they're just not good. Like BDC is a great example. That's our Business Development Bank of Canada. I've never gotten a penny from BDC ever. And I have great profitable- And 100K in three days, I'm like, Forget about it. You're not getting that money in a hundred years. I mean, listen, they do great work. I'm sure I don't want to bash them too much, but yes, it's a very typical Canadian feeling. And like, it's a shame because like, look at the U.S. e-commerce market. If Canada Post took the same approach, there'd be more commerce yeah. in Canada, right? There'd be more commerce. So yeah, I got a bone to pick in that whole but area. We can so. ship for cheaper and faster. So I live right on the border in Canada here in a town called Abbotsford. It's like yeah. two kilometers or miles for you people out there. Maybe one and a half miles down the road yeah. is the American border. So we can ship for cheaper and faster tracked in the States than we can within Canada. That's insane. And Americans are like, well, we can't do that coming up to Canada. Yes, of course. I think we really actually have an advantage in Canada with the way that our fulfillment can work here. Similar to taking advantage of a service like yours, right? Like it's kind of similar. It sucks to come into Canada, but it's great to get out. You got Section 321. You can get Section 321 out of Canada. You can ship in Canada under $8 import duty free. It works out of Mexico and Canada. It works out anywhere. Works out of Vietnam. Works out of Thailand. So the only difference in our model, which by the way, is uh, people do it all the time out of Canada. But if you manufacture in China, then why would you bring it to Canada? Then to yes. The States. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We got some really good stuff, guys. Yeah. Like yeah. fulfillment and your logistics. It's like the really unsexy thing that will make or break your business. Yeah. You want to have a continued business here? Listen to what we're saying because it actually matters. And now that we're done BFCM and all that, you know, shiny object kind of stuff. Let's focus on where companies actually need to focus on. Exactly. And very often that, that comes to light during Black Friday. Like, did your 3PL yeah. break on you? But now things are settling. Brands are usually great marketers. Less, the downside yeah. stuff is harder and very often the APLs. But if you pick wrong, it's the foundation of your business. You're not going to love your product. Who cares how good of a product it is? Yeah. No one's going to yeah. like you. Uh, but I want to quickly answer your other question, which was, what does it do? A, rec relation go away or 
you know, manuf- or will manufacture and pivot away from China. So A, we do out of Vietnam, we do out of Thailand. So Vietnam, we've been in Vietnam for quite a while, bring on customers. B, from a regulation perspective, even if we say there's no country in the world that does not have a threshold. It goes from 800 to 500, 400, okay. There's no country in the world that we know of that doesn't have a threshold. It's impossible not to have a threshold to bring products to consumers. There's too yeah. much volume. Even if it did go away, even if it went away at 100%, then you're no different than you were yesterday. You just have better supply chain. You have faster agility. You can access international markets, not paying container costs, better cash flow. Even if that goes away, which we don't see it going away anywhere. There's been people that proposed yeah. it. Never well, Izzy, anywhere. can you imagine if your little company there, and sorry, that's not me saying that you're like little, but like, let's think about the global economy, people. The global, and you think Portless yeah. is going to cause all of these organizations, all these governments <laughs> to get together somehow. I go further. I go harder on it. I say that people complain like, oh, Sheen's using this model. Temu. Oh man, the Chinese are doing, I'm like, American brands used yeah. to be using it. It's like complaining in the 80s, only Chinese companies are manufacturing in China. No, over the next 20 years, every major company will manufacture product, brings them great quality to the customer, and makes their business yeah. more successful. Yeah. That's capitalism. Best yeah. thing in the world. So if a customer wants great quality and you're more profitable- It's also the same thing that's been happening so, for whatever, 3.1 billion years, whatever you believe. Like, this is great. what happens. This is evolution. We decide and we figure out what the best way to do yeah. things is. And this is just like, we're now so evolved yes. as a species that we're like trying to figure out other, we're now evolving these kinds of things. It's fine. You can go ahead 100%. and hate on it, but it works. And this is the way, like for apparel brands. Factories that hit in the 1980s, factories in the 80s that hated on container shipping went bankrupt. Yeah. 90% yeah. did. Either you went neat or you went overseas, but like you're going to fight a supply chain that makes everyone's business better and consumers happy. Yeah. You know, it's up to you to fight. fight other totally. So today, it. actually, we weren't planning on Wrong. talking about Portless much. I just love it. Like it's one of those things I'm chatting with all of our companies about. How do we do this? It's for me, it's time. It's time. The amount of like, I'm thinking about it, like our Made in Canada clothing company. I'm like, if we could potentially move some of that manufacturing over there and didn't have to bring over massive containers of fabric, it were no different for the environment, right? If it's like an environmental thing, there's no difference in that, right? When we talk to customers about it, it's very hard to do apples and apples. Think about apples, apples comparable. You're bringing in clothes by a shipping container. They're going through a truck. They're going to a U.S. facility. They're going through all these different touch points that don't need to exist. In our model, we, we have seven touch points of how many times a product needs to move and hands need to change before a customer actually touches it. So if you compare, let's say, plane to boat, yes, plane yeah. does burn more. But at the same time, there's so much carbon footprint that gets removed here. So we haven't done a scientific approach yet, but we plan to. But logically, there's so much carbon from that doesn't need to exist in the supply chain that simply disappears and doesn't need to be there. And 10 people don't need to touch a product. Totally. So, and it's just efficiency, right? Like efficiency makes all of us richer, right? It doesn't just make these companies richer, right? Efficiency in everything that we do. Yeah. This is why AI will change everything for us, exactly. right? Because it's going to make us just more efficient. And hopefully what it's going to do is take a lot of monotony away, right? Like, you know, everyone's so worried about this. And it's like, it's doing the monotonous things. Did you ever like doing that anyway? Like, even brainstorming. I'm like, that wasn't fun for me. Either the All In podcast or maybe one of these other podcasts. Like, there's never been a part of history where there's been efficiency. Yeah, it's All In that they were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. Like, what? Like, when we industrialized factories, weavers lost their jobs. The whole world was out, right? Like, yeah, I'm reading a great book right now called Same as Ever by Morgan Housel. He wrote The Psychology of Money, which was just a brilliant book. Mm-hmm. And Same as Ever is like, 
he goes through like 27 examples of things that we see on the outside. We see the lagging indicators of, but the principle behind it of what doesn't change and why these things continually happen. And we're always shocked, you know, like in a pandemic, we're so shocked. And it's like, well, yes, there was all of these things, leading things that came up to it. And actually one of the leading indicators of a crash is stability. So anytime you see stability, it's like, just remember what's going to happen with stability, right? You're going to have bid up, bid up, bid up, bid up, crash. It's just what happens. And it's yeah. the way that our world works. And it's really interesting. Izzy, let's get into, instead of me being on a pedestal talking about books that I read, because I read a lot. I love that. <laughs> let's talk about 3PLs in general. Outside of Portless, we can bring Portless into this too, as you guys are 3PL. Let's talk about what questions people need to ask their 3PL. Because I think people get into these relationships with their 3PLs and realize, oh, I chose the wrong one. And it's too late at that point. I mean, What's the cost of switching 3PLs, Izzy? Like any ideas off the top of your head for like a, say a $5 million brand? Well, I'm not talking about the dollar cost, but I know about the efficiency cost. It's hard, right? They say one of the hardest things to do is to move your supply chain. Even if people's supply chain 3PL sucks, somehow people suffer through it because it is difficult. But when it gets so bad or when there's so much money to be saved, you got to make that transition because a pain of two months will save you your brand for the next 10 years. So one of the ones that we've seen Honestly, just from talking to our customers, based on their experiences I've worked with them, is understanding staff turnover. Interesting. Because, yeah. And I'll give you context. This is some brands we talked to that own their own facilities or that use 3PL. In America, it's hard to hire staff with 3PL. It's a tough job hire. Doesn't pay well. You're competing. Amazon lets you pull a lot. McDonald workers, et cetera. It's a very hard job to hire mm. and retain because you're not paying to make the 3PL unit economics work. So it's a very difficult task to hold down your employees. Now, if that happens, if you're a good 3PL, you're doing a good job in retaining them. Either you're paying them well, you're treating them well. But the ones that have high turnover, the problem is every customer, and we have one of our customers in the customer space, it's complex. You got to pull different colors and you got to put it in a box. Every customer has their own unique story to how they have to yeah. deliver the product. If you're constantly having turnover, that means if your training is bad or if that next person always needs to learn, that affects yeah. your business. Because yeah. remember, if you want to focus on your own facility, you would never quit. You know exactly totally. what's happening. But if the couple of people handling your account are gone, that's a very scary thing. So I would ask questions around what is your turnover been like? And really try to, I mean, to the best of your ability, ask this question, get those answers. Because if they have a high turnover rate and that's part of their business, you could probably bank on the fact that'll affect, let's call it yeah. rates, getting what they need to get. If you need your letter in there, if you need the right SKUs and the right thing. So we think that's a big one. For example, on our side, what we do is we pay well in China. I mean, we're lucky that competitively, probably the best that in our space. And it's also just happens to be a very respectful job. Okay, interesting. Because that is a factor, right? There's these like societal sort of things that actually are at play. A factory worker here is not respected in the same sort of way, right? Like that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. So I just want to jump back into your first point there about how important this experience is. Think about this unboxing experience. Think about what that could potentially, the, the harm that could do to your brand if you don't have that same sort of experience. Who's got the best unboxing experience in the world, Izzy? Of course, Apple. We all know that, right? That is the beautiful thing. This is why we yeah. buy new Apple products because I want to open the box. Right. I just want to open that the moment. box. I want to hear that right. little sound. Like the way that the air comes oh, yeah. up. Like I was recently at the Apple headquarters. We did a little road trip down to California. Not for Apple, okay, oh, nice. everyone. 
But everything <laughs> about that experience is so just right on. You know, like they've thought of literally everything. Now think about that comparatively to buying from like a drop shipping brand, right? You get this thing. It's exactly. just like kind of put together. That is not the experience that you want to give your customers, right? Unless you're, I don't know, even like I think of like Timu, my wife bought something from them recently and we were so blown away and I understand they're losing a ton of money right now, but we were just, they can afford it very well. Yeah. And like Amazon, you know, I remember back in the day when people were like, oh, Amazon's losing money. Yeah. But it's going to be the most valuable company in the world. So don't worry. They've got a plan. You know, you armchair uh, CEO or whatever you are, you don't have the same plan that they do. So it's okay. And similar with, I'm sure similar with Timo, seeing what they're doing. I'm like, this is a good experience. That was a like ridiculously cheap. I don't understand. I wonder how much they lost on that first purchase, but the experience was actually good, which yeah. I was kind of like so skeptical of what this was going to be. So anyway, this is so important, Izzy. Like this is so important. And I would have never thought of staff turnover as the indicator of that. And I would say for boxing experience is so essential for getting your stuff right. If you ordered a red shirt and you got a blue mm. shirt because the new guy didn't want to scan properly, scanned the outer box, not the inner skew. Like it's your business, right? Like you can make a pretty shirt, but if you got a wrong color, that's fundamental to the problem. And, and that we've seen high turnover, big part of those mistakes. Boxing experiences will fundamentally Getting yeah. right. One other thing I want to point out with Apple, because we were just talking about Apple there for a second, is he is just using his MacBook Pro mic or, or just MacBook mic. And it's so good. I just don't understand how they do what they do. You know, I'm using this nice professional mic and I'm sure our audio is going to be about the same. So I'm just throwing that out there, Apple. You guys have just done everything well. And this is why we all pay 10 times the amount for your products. Izzy, what else do you ask when you're going into a 3PL? Communication. So let's give an example. And again, I always bolt it. What if you did this yourself, right? If you ran your own brand, your own facility, which is really hard and why people use 3PLs, making sure you could talk to the people either on the floor or people at your 3PL because someone changed a unit number or we found out from the fact that the SKUs are wrong, got to relabel it. The communication with your 3PL, it's an extension of your business. It's not a separate division. It's an extension. It's like the part of your business. And if they say, oh, send this email, we'll get back to you in 48 hours. To me, yes. that's ridiculous. You cannot run a business where you cannot talk to your logistics arm of your business in one to two days. You want to know that within X hours, ideally it's minutes, you're talking to someone to help solve a problem. And I think that's what like is so important here is your brand quality and your logistics got to be looked at as one entity. Now, practically no one wants to run their own logistics center, but you make sure you partner with the right logistics that can talk to you. Either it's Slack, Slack Connect, which I'm the yeah, biggest fan too. of, where you have instant communication, like you are on the same team, because you are, you're on the same, they're helping run your business, or something better than one to two days, we'll get back to you. That would be very- I mean, it's just ridiculous in this day and age that people think that that's appropriate from a service level. Like, it's interesting. And again, this is why I yep. say behind me, agencies suck. Because on the agency side, how many agencies <laughs> will take that long to respond, right? So we have Slack Connect channels with all of our clients because we want to get back to them immediately. Like- Oh man, over Black Friday, Saturday, yeah. Monday, we had one client who like almost 2x their biggest day ever. And I will tell you guys, I don't do any like executing at the agency. I'm the, the visionary there. But I will tell you, I was in that Slack channel constantly just being like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, like, and that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, it actually changes everything. When I think of a product out there right now or a service provider out there, and I think of you in the same way, I call them now Sendlane type businesses because Jimmy Kim at Sendlane is a master at understanding what people actually want. And what they want is a response immediately. And so 
we have a shared Slack channel with them. And if you go work with Sendlane, you have that again, they're not a sponsor, but they have been. So, and I love them. But this is the most incredible thing. And it just goes to what you're saying about 3PL is if you are able to get a hold of somebody and get your problem solved right away, it's just not a problem, right? If they're there for you, right? Well, I, then it's not a problem. It's happening all the time. It's communication. It's totally, totally. You think mistakes aren't going to happen? Right. Or approval. Right. It's going to happen. Communication. Hey, this happened. This is what we're doing about it. Well, hey, guys, no problem. We're on it. We'll get back to yeah. you in 30 minutes. Your point? It's communication. It is. And I yeah. so agree with that. Mistakes. Like, you barcode wrong. There's this, I'll give you one quick story. One of our customers, everything was barcoded wrong. So the first like 50 orders that went out the door for them was wrong, but with their barcode, right? We actually had to spend two days rebarcoding it. But we were communicating pictures, videos. This was happening. Yeah. At the end of it, he could have been upset because 50 orders were bad. He bought the entire team that worked in it presents. Wow. You know, everyone ever since everyone present. And to me, that was like, things went wrong, right? The barcode was wrong, you know. Was it fully our fault? No, but we communicated and the guy was thanking yeah. us. Yeah. And my that is the one year. Mistakes will happen. We'll, you know, communication. Yeah. Key. So how are you communicating? I think is it's ever. funny. As you're going through these questions, I'm like, these are agency questions too. Like, this is what you need to be asking your agency, right? Like, <laughs> what is your turnover like? Because that makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. If it's flat flat and you're spending a ton of money and you can't talk to your agency, that, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then the communication piece. What else? What else do you uh, is on your list? For 3PLs, I would say understanding scalability. Mm. So I'll tell you something that we saw, someone gave us feedback that they've seen elsewhere. And to me, I think it's a really good So it's funny. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. The first thing you ask is like, do you have any scalability issues? Meaning, can I scale, not tell you, and have zero problems? Someone answers says, absolutely unlimited scale. Don't worry about it. Honestly, red flag. Now, in Q4, you're going to assume they projected it. But if you have SLA set, everything's set out the same thing. And you tell them you have 10,000 orders at then they go to 150,000 orders a day. That's just not humanly possible. No. Where are you finding those people? Like, where are you putting the price? Exactly. Oh, so you've got 100,000 order a day capacity? You must be losing a ton of money to keep that kind of capacity without us being doing that. Exactly. <laughs> so either they're not running efficiently because they have 1,000 people hanging around. So what we say is look for something that says 20%. If you're within 20% of what your projections are, honestly, even 30%, don't even have that covered. There's always a buffer day. If someone says unlimited scale, never worry about it. I'm like, maybe a little too yeah. good to be true. Now, that being said, come Q4, beef up. Everyone beefs up. Everyone expects, you know, multiple X their volume. But let's say in Q1, where like people understand their projections of their model and the 34% buffer, and they say unlimited scale. I would just ask more questions. It might be a right Yeah, answer. yeah. Interesting. Izzy, I realized the time. We've just been yakking back and forth so much here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you the question that I ask everyone who comes on the pod. You've answered this one before. I'm hoping it's going to be a different answer. I don't know if you remember, but what is your secret to scaling? What's your secret to scaling? Last time I told you what happened to be our model. This time we're going to tell you it's people. Having good people. And I mean, I'm just seeing it because we're going to be scaling at the business. And I am just so thankful. When I say people, I think there's two things I look for that I find as like the magic in companies. One, they got to be a nice person. If you have someone that is honestly yeah. an asshole or is fighting with everyone else, that will not only not scale your business, your business will deploy. You got to make sure you're working with nice people I've working with. Two, and my favorite word internally is ownership. I want to know I can give you something. If you need my help, talk to me. But I need you to own it. If I got to start keeping lists on you because being scaling, because things are broken, yeah, the wrong person there. So to meet the right people in the right place that are owners and nice people to work with has been so far, new answer. Imagine. It's really interesting the the whole like nice slash kind person thing. So they obviously have to know what to do, right? 
But to me, that is an essential. It is a must have. The people that I think that have been so toxic in our organizations over the years have, number one, they're a little bit on the psychopath spectrum or the other psycho one. And they just have no regard for anybody but their own way, their own person of going about things. Interesting, I have a new hack. I don't hire anybody who's been in corporate stuff because it's a new rule. I'm going to bet you learned your lesson. I recently just learned my lesson again with one final fire that I made. There's somebody else in my life right now that, you know, he spent a long time in corporate culture. And I understand now why there's no win-win. They don't understand that because they're fighting so hard to justify their job in this big organization where they probably aren't actually doing that much anyway, right? Oh, it's got to be 60% politics. And I'll be honest, I went to less than the same way. I hired some massive corporation in our space. I'm like, oh, it's going to change the world. It was 60% politics and 40% execution. Everything was next quarter. I'm like, next quarter? I want tomorrow. Yeah, like next quarter of the day? Is that when? Because yeah, yeah, it's a really good lesson to learn, guys. As a rule, if somebody has worked at any point in a big corp, we will not even look. It doesn't even make sense anymore. I've never found somebody that has worked in that sort of environment. Number one, their wage expectations are just like, sorry, for doing what You're, you want? You know, 150000 a what? year? 40000 work. Like, yeah, like for, I don't know if you've seen me, but there's like hilarious TikToks out there of like what the average tech worker day looks like. It's like, so I wake up first thing in the morning. Oh, it's coffee. Yeah, exactly. Is- oh, and then I'm a little bit stressed. So I, t- so I have a nap, a midday nap. And then I send some funny Slack emojis and, all right, guys, signing off out early for the day. It's been a rough one. Jordan, it's a good life. Why am I not doing that? Why am I grinding? Yeah, this? I'm like, oh, <laughs> awesome. I don't think at the sea level you yeah, can be there, but I think that yeah. below that, I think you can get away with a lot of stuff. So, I mean, there's a great interview with uh, the head up, I think his name, Brian Chesky. From, yeah, from uh, Airbnb, Airbnb, yeah. But he was saying like, that happens. Like companies get bloated and all of a sudden there's a lot of middlemanders and a lot of people just bloating and everyone's trying to be relevant. I think when they restructure a lot, he's like, what's the best thing for us? Like teams, A players, get yeah. stuff done, devil in the details. Yeah. But that happens in big companies. It's almost like evolution. Hey, totally. Totally. And it's fighting to right. not have that as part of your organization, right? That's yeah. really, really important. They want mentality. Yeah. Yeah, pretty that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Three more questions for you, Izzy. I hope you're ready. Okay. Yeah. First question, favorite tool or yeah. app that you're using right now? Good question. Last time I think you asked me, I told you Notion. Today I'm going to say HubSpot. I think that's a new tool for us because we used to be consumer. Now we're having B2B and HubSpot's been doing everything for us. You know, integrating Slack with tickets, and pipeline and CRMs and emails, reminders to lately. Yeah, HubSpot. we tried to move over to go high level and from HubSpot. And then we realized, oh, we're at the pinnacle. HubSpot is the pinnacle. I hate to say, <laughs> even though, you know, it gets pretty expensive. It's just, it's the pinnacle. So, you know, I don't know much of that other competing softwares. They've just been like saving us so much since we started using them. I probably should be looking at competitors, but tell me the pinnacle. I'm yeah. Sure. I don't know of anybody better for a CRM. Like they just have it all and every integration. It's similar to like, you know, uh, love Sendlane, but it's similar to like how Clavio has gone public, right? Like SaaS people who, if you're listening to this podcast, you have one job, get as many integrations as possible. Make your products. So yeah. actually Neil at Tapcard told me something super interesting here. He said, and I use this, I I tell this story all the time now. He said, yep, we did a study recently. And if somebody has five integrations with us, with Tapcard, they virtually have zero churn at that point. That is interesting. So we think about that on the agency side too. We're like, what do we do where we're so integrated that it is almost impossible to want to leave because we have so many inroads in all of these different companies and SaaS products and all of this stuff. So similar for you too, Izzy, and, and anyone else? thinking out there. No, we've been thinking this level. We're thinking of this level. Like how do we help people spat to ERP systems, reordering? Yeah. But the, the deeper you get in, the, the stronger value prop you are. Yeah. I love that. 
Second question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Favorite podcast or audiobook? I've been binging all in podcast. I love Jordan West, but the all in I've been addicted to. Do you know the All In Podcast? There's- I'm obsessed. I love the All In Podcast. I mean, I love the argumentative nature and yet how they're such good friends because it brings up this like, I think it's actually very healing. You know, as Canadians, we don't have that. We're not quite as polarized, though I think we're actually getting yeah. there. But seeing the way that they have very differing views of looking at the world and yet can agree on the fundamentals of what the society should look like. I actually yeah, that. yeah. It's, it's a perfect scenario. They come at very thoughtful. Like they know they disagree. One's Republican, one is Democrat. And yeah. they'll argue, but like from thoughtful places. Which gives you and they've all been super successful too, right? Like, I think there's something there too, where you're like, oh, okay, you guys actually know what you're doing. Oh, there's so much I could say about the all-in guys. They're just brilliant. So yeah, absolutely love it. Okay, last question for you, Izzy. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to hold off on this one right now. We asked this one last time. Instead, where can people find out more about Portless, more about you and connect with you? And I think we've got some kind of cool offer for people to test out Portless too. Yes, so... First, you can join us. Look at us at portless.com. We have case studies, value props. You could contact us right there. I'm always putting out content on Twitter and LinkedIn. That's where I live. You could DM me, follow the content around supply chain and anything fun around that. And on the website, portless.com, we say, try the experience. We sell these notebooks, five bucks, pretty much just pays for a fraction of the notebook in the shipping. We'll ship it to you. Or if you have a coupon code, I think we may give you a coupon code to some of our podcasts. We'll put that down in the show notes. Perfect. Grab a podcast thing that has some socks. Get the experience. 5.2 day delivery. In tier one cities like LA, New York, it's three days. Come on. It's my brain to experience it. It really is. It's hard. Everyone who has sent the link is like, this is the next level. I cannot believe <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Izzy, thank you so much again for your time today. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Yeah. Have a great day. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast. If I could ask one favor of you, it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends. Uh, we want uh, everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are. And we really, really appreciate that. One last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.